The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Authentic Living today. We are very excited to have Colette Baron reed on the show today to help us understand the deeper, more arcane aspects of living and how to connect with our own internal messaging system. Colette is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author of several books, including Remembering the Future, Messages from Spirit, The Wisdom of Avalon, and Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. Her newest book, The Enchanted Map of You and Companion Oracle Cards, will be released January of 2011. She's carried her message of hope and healing throughout the United States, Europe, and the U.K. She's a powerful motivational speaker, broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist who uses her unique spiritual gifts to empower others to live a life that is awake and authentic. The object of our discussion today is going to be largely about... These, these books that you've done in the past. So welcome, Colette, to the show today. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be there. I'm glad that we could make this work since I'm on the road. And oh, yes. yes. <laughs> We're oh, having, no. like, some, some, yeah, well, we did it. We did it. We did it. it. <laughs> we, we did, did. it. Awesome. We did. And I've been looking forward to having you on the show for mm-hmm. a long time, so I'm real glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you know, one of the things I want to do, we just jump right in here. I want to help our listening audience understand a little bit about this whole thing of, the spiritual realm and how we can connect to it. So uh, one of the things you said in, um, in your book, Messages from Spirit, is that we tend to think that when we're connecting, having a psychic tra- uh, transmission of some, si- some sort or receiving one, that we are, are actually connecting to something outside of ourselves. But what you say is that really the soul already knows what's going on, the soul is already connected, and it already knows what's going on, but the mortal mind does not know. Yes, and, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic because it's, language has a tendency to limit this, right? Language and words have connotations, and there's a lot of baggage to words, right? So, so in that, you know, I, I, I have many ways of presenting this, and um, when you look at, um, I think this, this boils down to the idea that we think that we're separate and that our minds are, are located inside of our body. So I think it's a good place to start is there. So then we think that, ah, something outside of me is, is connecting to me, which brings in that whole kind of superstitious piece, too, which is why people get all weird, you know, by this, because they think, oh, something is inside me getting outside of me and this whole thing but I say what if what if what if consciousness 
um, the collective, what if the soul is larger than the body, and it is this con- is consciousness, and that our bodies and our mortal minds are inside the soul, and so the soul is always connected to everything, and 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 there is there is this wisdom that we can we can connect to, and I believe that the soul is part of that vast that we differentiate it and, and we individuate that to be, make it our own personal soul, but in fact, and that's that's really. You know, I think the machinations of the human ego, we want everything to be personal, right? right? So, but we tap into something that we're already connected to. So, so I always say, if you can imagine that, and you can, if you close your eyes and imagine that the soul is larger than the body and, and, and it is all, it never, you know, it just drops the body. I mean, it doesn't, the, when the body dies, it doesn't just escape, right? It's, it's just always there um, and shifts and evolves. And so, you know, intuition is our bridge, really. It, it's a receiver. It's a, it's a bridge receiver of information once we can step beside our mortal mind or our ego mind. Right. And, and that's, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. And tune in. That's all I said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I think that image is so, uh, so real. I, I tend to think of it as like this tiny body and this huge soul, but it's all connected. There's no disconnect there. Yeah, and I, I think that's where we all run into trouble, um, you know, with the idea of individuation and personality and ego and body separate from others, culture separate from others, exclusionist visions of religion, you know, um, countries. We, we, we differentiate, we separate, and in fact, we are part of a unified field of consciousness. Um, and so that at, at only the level that of of you know, of uniqueness, which is, I really believe we're all here to do a unique task, but we do have to remember that we are part of a whole. And I think we are more and more now. I really do. I think this is part of the, the entering into the intuitive age, which, I, which we are doing right now. We cannot deny what goes on in the rest of the world because of the Internet. And we are more and more seeing our children uh, uh, born with these extrasensory abilities, that it's part of the evolution of the human being. I believe that. Oh, I agree. All right. Well, uh, let me take a sort of intellectual leap here. Okay. Um, one of the things that one of the things that sort of scares people and it also intrigues people is this whole thing of the trance state. Can you explain what a trance is? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can tell you what I know it is for me, and that is when you are able to be in a place of total relaxation, and you're allowing your tight hold on your ego mind and identity mind to relax. And so, like, when you, you can do trance dancing, right, where you, where you are constantly moving, like Sufi dancing is trance dancing, where they have ecstatic experiences with the divine because they're able to let go their consciousness of where they are in the body and in their mind, in their intellectual, logic, you know, active mind. So, so really a trance state is a state of deep, tra- deep meditation. Okay. Okay. So, and I love the way you said that, letting go of the ego and the sort of, uh, mortal mind, the way we typically think of things, and just sort of settling into that place of the soul. Is that yeah, that a good way definitely. And and again, you know, all of us are challenged. Uh, I, I think that just the way uh, the civilization has evolved um, from the tribal, you know, where there was the, the idea of shamanic uh, connections to spirits and recognizing animism, where we see that there is a spirit in nature, and I believe that there is. 
um, just equally as there is with us. We think, tend to think that we are the most special beings or creatures on the planet. Mind you, we are the ones that create the most destruction. <laughs> but, oh, really? You know, we are. We're like parasites. But uh, that said, we are also incredibly, uh, you know, incredible sparks of the divine that can, that can create extraordinary things. And so... Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a fine balance between the ability to create and own it, right, mm-hmm. and channel that and, and recognize, like, like here's, an, here's an example. Um, I believe that no invention, no uh, um, cure has ever been found by, by following a mechanistic rule or a logical rule. It has all been an intuition, all of it. I'm not going to, I think I'm going to intuit, oh, I might do this differently, and let's see what happens. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like nothing follows exact laws, uh, you know, like logical laws. So, you know, this, the idea of, I know I, I, I know I digressed a bit, but it's all kind of part of the big story about what people get uncomfortable with, because um, we are really saying to people where their safety is, is, which is I know who I am, I have an identity, I have a personality, I have things about me that I know, I have a story. I'm important, right, to I'm connected to this fast, huge thing, and I feel very small then. That's very scary, right? But when we can look at it like it's just available to us, it's not so scary. Right, and I'm so glad you put that that way because that whole issue of identity is it's as if we feel that if I don't, am not the thing that I think that I am, then I don't exist at all. Exactly. And that is real scary for us. But and not only that. But there's, there's also the idea um, of how, like I call myself an intuitive. I, I try to avoid the word psychic, although I really, my, gr- my great dream is that I can put a new face to this and somehow shift the, the mainstream consciousness into something that's less woo-woo and weird, mm-hmm. right? It's like, right. because it's language and it's what we've, you know, but also it's like, how do we describe this thing? And I, I say, well, intuition is something all of us have. It levels the playing field. It's not spooky and weird. It's just that we don't, it has, but it doesn't follow the same laws and rules as our small me bubble that we tend to feel as our entire life. And we can't control it. And that's the other thing. People feel that if you can intuit something about them, therefore you are crossing a boundary and going into their little, like, fortress. Of the, right. you know? But when, in fact, that's how we're doing it all. It's just there. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Like a, like a, it's like we, our little fortresses are, are, are actually not true. We are, that, that part is greater than our little beings. Yep. Ourselves, right. right? We're much smaller than that. Yep. I think of that very frequently when I'm thinking about the whole idea of who's lying to who and who's zooming who. That we yeah. we actually do really know, but we don't want to know that we know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We don't want to know that we know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. know what? Power, empowerment, personal empowerment is a risk. Yeah. It's a risk. You have to risk getting out of your story, and you don't may not know. I mean, it's interesting. You know, um, I listen to your show, and I know you ha- you're you're very much about empowering people to change and to shift and to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. You know, I do it in a different way, and, I, I, you know, we attract people f- for different reasons, right? But, but the bottom line at the end of the game, at the end of the day, we want the same things, which is to help educate people and make them make, open their minds a little bit. But we ha- we, I know we'll run across these issues with people who are, like, you know, wanting to change but don't want that unknowable gray area. We want everything fast and instant, and we don't want to be in the unknowing, the mystery at all, because we are attached to our stories. 
too. So um, just segueing into the idea of oracle cards, for example, is I've created those. I love magic, and I, I mean, I really think I love, I love the language of magic and mythology and, and fairy tales and that kind of stuff. So I, I like to make imaginative intuition tools for people to use so that they can see them personally themselves without talking to me. They, they don't need to have someone. They can find it themselves. They can, there's little teeny-weeny doorways they can open up with the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you transitioned there because I think that's, uh, that's a real important thing. I think more and more we're seeing Oracle cards come out. Of course, more and more we're hearing law and business talk about gut and intuition too mm-hmm. the counterintuitive term is now a new buzzword and you know it's, yeah i know what you mean to sort of let ourselves um uh, say that that word is real and that there is such a thing as as uh, intuition but but this kind of thing with the oracle cards is a way of really sort of as you put it divining the map of your life mhm and it is. It's, it's like, uh, and also these are, the, the oracle cards that I created work because they are based on ancient systems of oracular systems that have existed for centuries and thousands of years, and I've just translated them and made them very modern, and I've made them, they're, they're original, right? So, but they are, they're based on, they're derivatives of the older systems uh, because the other ones don't work for us in our culture today or in even our, our global culture. So we want to have something that speaks to the soul, gives it still have that kind of, you know, um, magical element to it, and then, but really just speaks to your spirit that it, in an archetypal form. And, and anybody can read those cards. They're translated in I don't know how many languages now. Um, even, you know, in Japan they can read them, and it's the same for them as it is for us. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to be talking some more about that right after the break. We're talking today to Colette Baron-Reed. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, talking today with Colette Baron-Reed. And we've been talking about the oracle cards. We've been talking about intuition and how we're evolving as a society to begin, at least, to uh, understand and receive that information. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about the oracle cards, if that's okay. Oh, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one of the things you say is that they are made up of universal archetypes or universal energies that unfold from birth to death. So are you right. saying that at some point in our lives we all access each one of these archetypes? Absolutely. I mean, we, I mean, we experience, these are, these are life experiences, so we all know what transformation is. We all know what being uh, in a prison of our own making is. We all know what... Um, what a paradigm shift is. We all know what gratitude is. Like, so we experience these things. We experience risk and disruption. So these are all based on, you know, the changes and the experiences that all of us have at varying degrees. And some, some of them, like the first Oracle deck, um, I, I created them based on the, they're called the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle cards. And there is a limited number of, um, animal guides. There's the guides of fairy. There's the, uh, archetypes of the Arthurian grail, but legend, but in fact, no matter what I put in them, each one of them represents something that is an archetypal experience that you would that you would go through. And you'd go through it in any given day, too. You could go through more of them, one, you know, a number of them. Wow. And when you choose them, well, I mean, you can tell, but if you go to my website, I don't know if your callers 
know about my website is www.colettebaronreed.com, and you can actually try my Oracle cards out for free. You can go on there every day and get a free card. And on the front of the website, there is uh, it says the I, Daily Eye Wisdom Pick, and we have both my decks, Wisdom of the Hidden Realms and the Wisdom of Avalon, mixed up together there. So when you choose a card, you might get one from one deck, one from the other, but they're very accurate for the day. And then I also pull them for my Facebook fan group. I go in there personally and pull one for them. Oh, how cool. Mm -hmm. Great. I am absolutely on your website right this minute. I'm looking at the Daily Wisdom Pack and the Power Thoughts. So those are real cool. And I really do hope the listeners will listen to uh, to check that out. And Colette is C-O-L-E-T-T-E, Baron Reed, B-A-R-O-N-R-E-I-D.com. So it's not Colette with two T's. I was spelling it wrong earlier. Yeah, it was Colette with two T's, C-O-L-E-T-T-E. I'm sorry, Colette, not with two L's. Oh, not with two L's. Yes, not with two L's. You're right. Thank you for correcting me, yeah. That's fine. Okay, so... Well, I want, let's talk about one of these um, archetypes. And, and before we do, uh, we might need to explain a little bit. Archetype is, is a, a symbol. Is a symbol we all understand. Yeah, it's a universal symbol that all of humanity, no matter you know, cross culturally, understands. And so, and so, so an archetype. Yes, that's that's what I think the best way to describe it. Okay. So, if I were to draw today the protected child, what might I be experiencing? Uh, you you know what? I, okay, so I I would suggest if you're talking about my cards, we don't have a protected child in the cards. Okay, that's so, the one that was so, in the um, yeah, that's not book. in the cards. So okay, so, that, so in other words, you'd be choosing from somebody else's deck, <laughs> like maybe oh, from well. Carolyn Mace's deck. Okay, so, okay. So go on my website right now if you're on the computer, and why don't we choose one? Okay, I just did that. Let's. I've got the way. Call at Reed dot yes. com. Yes, I've got. I, I drew the way. There is no way. It, it, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it wrong. My glasses need fixing. It's the wasp. <laughs> what? The wasp. The wasp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that the first card you chose, or was the first card the novice? Uh, no, it's the first card. I just went in there and clicked on it, and it just said the wasp. Okay. So the wasp is all about uh, is asking you not to be angry around a situation that may be a transgression of your boundaries or that, um, you know, it's asking you not to retaliate in a set of circumstances that might have irritated you today. Does that make any sense to you at all? None whatsoever. Okay. So, so, <laughs> I'm okay. not angry today, but, you no, know, no, I, but I totally, it, totally can you know, it, use anger as a, I use anger as a tool to help. Yeah, no, no. So, out, so, so, now, however, it's, it's not saying that that has happened yet, right? So it's asking, it's, it's, a, it's a marker, right? So it says to you that when a situation like that comes up, um, to remind you that not to use anger as a retaliatory, uh, ah, that's what okay. it's saying. So now let me tell you something happened to me just two days ago with that particular card. I was in a great mood, and I was in a fabulous mood, and I pulled that card. I'm going, what does that mean? Like, I'm saying, I made these cards, right? So I'm like, hmm. Later that day, um, I was supposed to have a, um, a television meeting with a company that's really important, and one of the people had not shown up for the meeting, and I had to go back again the next day. So I met with half the group, then I met the next group the next day. And I actually realized, right, don't be angry. Don't take this personally. This is not going to go your way, right? So, so because I was like, whenever I get that card, because I'm not an angry person at all, so I'm like, hmm, what does it mean? And also, so I was able to tell my friend to say, hey, don't take that personally either. So it was a really good indication for me that that, that would be an opportunity for me to bring some harmony to a potentially volatile situation. 
Okay. Okay. Now that I can see. You see what I mean? Yeah. There might be a potentially volatile situation coming up for me this evening. There you go. Right. So, so and like, yeah. See, but we have. To, but here's the deal. We have to talk about it a little bit, right? So, because these are universal themes. So, what what I do with you, or what you would have to do on your own if you had a little booklet, you'd ponder that and going, hmm. How does this fit for me, right? And saying, aha, potentially volatile situation later, I have to watch my boundaries and, and watch my tongue. And if they lash out at me, or this other person does, or people, then that's them, and I don't need to retaliate, nor do I need to take it on. Like, that's the thing is not to take the word personally, too. Right, right. See? Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now you know it works. So that would take a little thinking. Now, I am not an instant fixer. I believe in empowering people to ask the right questions of themselves and their intuition. Yes. And um, I don't like pat answers, and I, that, and I don't think that empowers people. I think it empowers people more to get them to think. Okay. Yep. So, so these cards are cards for you to, to go into these aha moments, like aha. <laughs> All right. mm-hmm. Good to know. I'll watch myself for later. Okay. See what okay. I mean? So yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, and and you know what? I would have me personally. I would have taken it personally the other day because I I had I was so excited to see these people and I was like my hopes were up and you know it's hard for me to be objective about myself even though intuitively I felt it was a good situation. Still, I would have taken it personally and I would have been upset. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I know what's up now. Okay, I have to prepare myself. Yep. And it was yep. great and it really helped. So the cards are made for people to use to help them. You know, to recognize, ah, what's today? What does spirit have to say to me today? Or consciousness or the collective. I mean, again, it's, it's language, you know, or my spirit guides. I mean, you know, I, it's, again, it's just all, all the way we need to create words to, uh, to limit our, our vision of something, right? But no matter what, that's going to speak to us, and those cards work. Yeah, and they do move beyond what we understand about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a perfect example. I didn't think of anger as being something that I might have to deal with today, but I'd forgotten that I might have to deal with some of that tonight. Yeah, see, so, yeah, and and it's and yeah, so it sort of opens you up to look at your whole day, not just this moment. That's right, exactly, and also too, it gives you some insight on the energies that might be around you. Now, that's a very that was so so, and you picked that right off my website, right? I did. Okay, so if you take yourself off the website and then go back on it again, like you can't, you can't do it again because you're only allowed one a day, but I can tell you, you, you and all your listeners how to cheat. <laughs> yeah, well, I just did that. I was, I was like, wait, I'm just going to keep drawing the wasp. Boy, I really must have some anger to deal no, with. No, 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 no. So, yeah, get off the thing and then get back on it because, yeah, it'll keep, it'll keep telling you the same thing. Okay, I'm going to So let's that. ask something specific that's okay to say on the radio. Okay. Let me get back to it. Okay. So you tell me the question, and then you pull the card, and then I will tell you what it means. Okay. Um, let me see. Question. Um, um, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. How about let's just ask for another, another message? All right. Let's just in general. How about that? Yeah, general message. A general message. That that and that and let's see if if anybody in the audience you know gets a connect connection to it too because you're going to ask for you. But we'll see because these are also universal themes, and maybe somebody will have heard this show and go, "Wow, yeah, I'm meeting somebody tonight too, and I better watch that." Right. Yeah, so it's, right. That's why we share this in these media okay. environments. All right. So let me see here. General question. Hmm. What does it say? Yeah, it's coming. Put your glasses on. <laughs> uh-huh, I got them on now. The Queen of Light. 
Oh, okay, so it's illumination. So whatever it is that you're asking about, and actually I think this still relates to tonight. Okay. Where you're going to understand something, that things will be illuminated by the dynamics between you and another person. Okay. Um, so that's what I think. I think that's related to the other card for you because you are, you are whatever, the, whatever the circumstances that you're going to be in later, you're going to learn more about the whole thing by listening to them. Okay. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So I think that's what that's about. And again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So I always tell people keep a journal and then see at the end of the day how they how they applied, and then you start to learn the language. Absolutely. Of of the symbolism. Yeah, and you begin to trust your own intuition that way too. That's right. That's what I want to teach people is how to trust their own intuition. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, and not be afraid of it, and not try to worry about it, and not like, you know, just to allow it to be a comfortable and um, vital part of the full picture and not just something that we, we, you know, shove under a carpet because we've been taught different dogmatic views about something that really people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I think that some, sometimes people get so afraid because, we, you know, you draw something that, you're, that you worry about, that you draw something that, says, that seems to say, uh-oh, bad things are coming, Right, and, like and the like mine, the wasp. When I chose it, right, right? I chose it too, and I, and I made these cards, and I'm like, okay, what does this mean? And then I'm like, then I filed it because I know enough about this. At first, I was like, hmm, okay, what am I going to run into today? And then it was after that, it was I, I was able to let it go because I mean, I made the cards, I know how this works, but it was it was very good for me to recognize that maybe at some point during the day. I had to not be, be expecting to defend myself, but to also remind myself that, you know, not to take things personally. Right, right. Okay, well, we're going to come back. In the next segment, we might talk a little bit about animal uh, totems. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a real interesting thing, too. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desk, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part 
in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. What can you tell me about Skills USA? Skills USA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living, brought to you today by the American Institute of Holistic Theology, an interfaith school meant to help you help yourself and your world. So I want to talk a little bit now, Colette, about um, about animal totems and uh, why why do you why is it that we need animal totems? What is that about? Mm. Well, uh, you're going to get me started. <laughs> you got a whole show about me and animals. All right, let's go. Well, here's the thing. You know, I think we in our in our modern culture, especially in the West and especially in industrialized nations, we have completely lost touch with our animal counterparts not our counterparts you know we we share the planet with other species we are not and we are not the most smartest ones on the block either mm-hmm. so you know and 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 so this is i always include animal totems or at least um you know like the eagle king the hawk prince i, I mean i made characters in in wisdom of the hidden realms but in in the wisdom of avalon i talked about animal totems in there so we use those to remind people that there is a link and that there's a symbolism but there's a there is a um, a greater relationship that we have to uh, animals who share this world with us, and they are with they have they have wisdom. You know, um, they're the only, you know that we are the only species on the planet that doesn't know our place. Yeah. We have to go make places for ourselves. Animals know their place. Beautifully said. You know, they they live in the now. We're the only ones that freak out about the future, and uh, you know. We annihilate ourselves. There are very few species on this planet. I don't think there are any. It's a complete aberration for um, an animal in, in any, any given species to turn on its own. Mm-hmm. And we do that all the time. So, so I think we have a lot to learn from our animal friends. I am pretty much an animal activist. I don't eat meat. I, I do, I'm a, you know, part of this, uh, you know, I think a movement now to get people educated about factory farms, etc. But bottom line, that's not what you asked me. <laughs> so let's yep. just keep going. <laughs> um, you know, just carry on. I'm just getting a little riled. But, you know, um, I really do feel that animals can teach us an awful lot about our own humanity 
and compassion and empathy, etc. And it's time that we we recognize the animal kingdom as as very very important to us. And also, too, I think that we went off track with the biblical. Uh, misunderstanding of us being, we are here to man will dominate the earth. We're meant to be stewards of the earth. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I really believe that this is a time more than more than ever, you know, especially coming up to 2012, which is when we begin a great new world age, um, that we must really take a look at how we live and what we do to the life around us and the planet, you know, mm-hmm. and, and animals are big. Yeah, and it's not it's not so much from a fear base. I think that we need to be talking that it's not that we're going to ruin the world. No. It's more that we need to really receive the world as a gift. I love that you said that. That is so true. It's not about ruining the world. It's they are that the world is offering us a gift. Nature is a gift, mm-hmm. and wants us to receive this beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. And 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 all they all they ask in return, all you know, the, is is for us to be good stewards. Yep. And and to continue to receive the bounty and to remember that, you know, that there is wisdom in all these other species and what they can represent to us. Because we, in it, it, you know, in the old Native American cultures and all indigenous tribes, you know, indigenous cultures, um, you will see animal totemism and, uh, you know, and seeing that nature spirits and the spirit of nature and its power and, and a very healthy respect for our relationship for that. So in our modern society, we need to add that in, and I think we'd have an amazing, amazing planet. Oh, I agree. And I think we have, we can do it. I agree. I agree. Well, let me let me try one out on you. I mm-hmm. uh, had a dream the other night about peacocks, two <laughs> white female peacocks, and they were eating out of a hole that had some white stuff in it that was looked a little bit like crystal, a little bit like suds and a little bit like snow. I don't even know what that was stuff was, but they were eating it. And they were both females because they didn't have a long plume. Mm-hmm. And they were in my front yard. And you dreamt about that? Dreamt about it. Well, that's about reputation. Huh. The peacock is a reputation, right? So it's the feminine. The feminine, it's about also a question. Are you, are you getting two opportunities to put either products or books out into the public? Yes. So that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So these are the, the for you to be shown into the public, right? It's about spirituality and about education, correct? Uh huh. Right. Yes. So you've got the two peacocks. Now you're a, you're a therapist, so you might have studied young, right? So they, so but you know they're in your front yard. They're right there, right? Right. And they're white. Right. Right. Suds is clean. Snow is also things that have taken a long time because it represents ice. Ice is things that have been preserved and ideas that have taken a long time, right? So they've been on ice for a while. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then the suds is about cleaning and and it's fun. It's bubbles, right? And what was the other one is crystals. Uh, yeah, some, yeah, they were sparkling like crystals. Sparkling. So there you go. So it's the idea that there's an excitement to that, too. Ah, okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love, love it. This. Um, <laughs> yeah. So congratulations so, in advance for the success, which is in your front yard. Um, so, and so it that also says to you... You do not need to quote everybody. Oh, that's just actually, it doesn't say that. I'm just telling you that. Ah, (laughs) I'm realizing that, wait a sec, your ideas are enough. That's the message, too. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it very much. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I'm working on two different books right now. Uh Uh-huh. Get them out there. I'm good. Yep. Okay, well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that was a clear example for the listening audience of how this works, that the totems can be symbolic 
and and that they can offer us wisdom about our lives. And you know what else, too, though, is that I, I think that the, the concept of two, you know, two, like you sitting down with your dream, there's you and the dream. Ah. You have a relationship to the dream, there's two. You talking to me, we're two. Mm-hmm. Someone working with an oracle card is two, right? So there's always partnership involved. Instead of you sitting there figuring it out all by yourself, like, like you, you can put it down on paper and spend some time with it, then you develop a relationship to the image as opposed to, like, Oh, I just had a dream, blah, blah, blah. Right? Do you know what I mean? Right, give, exactly. You give meaning to it. Absolutely. You give meaning to it. Um, one of the things that I'm doing for my new book coming out in January, it's called uh, The Enchanted Map of You, Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life, is, is creating these archetypal landscapes, psycho-spiritual landscapes, to show people where they are and different characters that they can access as well to see what, who, who they're listening to, what kind of voice they're hearing. Wow, how and um, it's a it's a bit of a departure from my other work because it's nothing to do with uh, uh, intuitive phenomena and everything to do with finding you know your destiny and fate on a map, right? And 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 really looking at it from your inner interior world and where you live and wh- how that affects other people and how synchronicity brings you together with others. And wow. um, uh, my my seminars that I'm going to do at the I Can Do It conferences, have, I'm doing these introductories. Uh, I do this in Sedona as well for the three days where we actually find um, the goblin that we have, which is our shadow, right? So we can find out where that where we run into difficulty. Um, and then oftentimes people connect with animal totems too when I put them into a meditation. You know, I say, okay, let's take a look at who's talking to you and what's beside the goblin. The goblin will invariably bring with it an animal totem to teach you, you know, either about pride or about sloth or about envy or yeah. something you all want to know about yourself. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the only, sometimes that's the only way we can access it is through mm-hmm. that kind of symbolism because we just won't go there any other way. Well, you know, I am. Um... One of the uh, uh, I'm fascinated with storytelling and mythology and fairy tales, and and I, I I chose this rather than I mean I've done a lot of Jungian work, so and I've done a lot of shadow work, and but a shadow is something you cast, and an archetype an archetype when you're looking at archetypal personas or sacred contracts, you're talking about something that you have to own. So I say, well, just like in Rumpelstiltskin, where you know he that that fairy tale mm-hmm. where that little goblin went to the girl and said, if you can't name me. Um, I'm going to steal your firstborn, and you will belong to me, right? So that we have these pesky, naughty little goblins, you know, that were born within us when we were wounded and or when something was fragmented away from us, when we're really whole. So what I do is I get people to use their imagination to have these conversations with this character that then all of a sudden, once you have the conversation, he's not inside you anymore. He's over here, Mm -hmm. and you're coming from an observer place of wholeness. And same with, you know, learning to observe where you are as opposed to always personalize everything. Right. And, and that's what I found in the past, you know, what, 22 years I've been doing readings. I've, I've experienced the stories of over 50,000 people, and, and I know that we get lost in these landscapes and we don't know who we're listening to all the right. time. We think we're here and we're somewhere else, right? So. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so well put. And, and that the journey is that whole thing of mm-hmm. of. of Connecting again. I don't even want to say connecting again, but realizing our our wholeness. Yeah, realizing our wholeness, and or connecting again to the idea because we are disconnected from that. We 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 think our entire world is this fragmented number of things that have caused us to be in a particular landscape that says this is me. 
mm-hmm. when in fact we're more than that. And so, um, you know, I, and I really believe that creativity and creative imaginative thinking is a bridge to intuition. So that's, you know, that's what I do best. That's, all my oracle cards are that. My, my books are, are, are based on that. My new book particularly, you'll see it's kind of like self-help meets Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited about that. I'm going to have to get that. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And the name of that is, is coming the out Enchanted in the Map of You. Right. Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life. Right, and it's coming out in January 2011. You got it, and and if and but I will be doing uh, a one day seminar at the I Can Do It in San Diego, May 12th and or May 13th, and the I Can Do It in Toronto, uh, May 27th. So I'll be I'll be offering that up there. Okay, well we'll talk about some more of your events coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be back in just a minute with Colette Baron Reed. Stay tuned. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my PhD in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit... A-I-H-T dot E-D-U. All my love. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with our final segment with Colette Baron-Reed today. And we were talking uh, about, uh, we've been talking about her books and her oracle cards. Messages from Spirit is uh, one of the books, and she's got some oracle cards uh, uh, in a book coming out, The Enchanted Map of You, uh, in January of 2011. Colette, tell us a little bit more about how listeners can contact you and what other events you've got coming up. Yes. Um, well, I take people on a, um, on a spiritual adventure in Bimini, Bahamas, to swim with wild dolphins. I just came back from a week there. It's amazing. And we're going two weeks next, uh, next year. These incredible encounters with these wild animals. It's amazing. Um, I take people, 28 people, for weekend retreats. They're, they're called my intensives in Sedona based on the content of the you know, goblin method and finding out, you know, what prevents us from being fully, fully whole and fully empowered. So those are those weekends. I do readings full time. So if anybody wants a reading from me, I've, uh, I had a five year wait list that I, I was able to, uh, clean up once I got off tour. So we are, we are allowing people to get in pretty quickly now. And that's, uh, just by contacting my assistant, um, off my website. It's Michelle Morgan at twoamazing.com. And, of course, I have my, uh, you know, the I Can Do It conferences, and then there's one at the Omega Institute, and, you know, there's lots of stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> yep, very, very busy, and yeah. thank you so much for what you're giving to our world. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. All right, well, I want to talk a little bit more about the archetypes that you mentioned in um, Messages from Spirit. Now, there's mm-hmm. a lot on cards that so you corrected me about that uh, a while ago, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about those because I found them to be very interesting Oh, the ones that I, that the, um, the 27 universal archetypes. Universal archetypes, yeah. Universal unfoldments, they're called. Yes. Yeah, yes. the universal unfold from birth to death. Right. Right. Um, and those, again, are just different versions, creative versions of things that you will find in my other oracle cards. Ah, okay. Right? Okay. So if you look at those, they, you'll see how closely related they are to the major arcana of the tarot. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, some of the other archetypes that you'll find. So you'll notice and any one of the things that I've created, you will see the same sort of um, unfoldments. Like those were, they, they were what I created those. Right. So you could make your own oracle cards. Yes, yes. And, and, and you've done that again in the Wisdom of the Sacred Realms cards. With, yes, uh, Wisdom of the Hidden Realms, correct. I'm sorry. Hidden no, realms. that's okay. That's yeah. fine. No problem. It's yeah. okay. So, so okay, um, some of those have to do with, um, you know, it's transformation. I think the Swan Queen is transformation. Yep. And um, uh, Sacred Union talks about longing for love. Um, yeah, and also being, being willing to connect to the archetype of love in itself, that being the love so it, it talks about partnerships in all forms as well, right? You know, so how do you, you know, what kind of a partnership do you have? Right, right. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, people can use these cards to connect to their own intuition. And I think that's really important to, uh, to understand is that we're not connecting to some hidden woo-woo element yeah. <laughs> of the card. 
We're, we're connecting to our own knowledge, something that we already know. We just don't know we know. That's right. And, and it's a, exactly, and there's a, there's a part of us that we don't know how to get access to, and this is exactly what these cards connect us to. So I think, again, like I said, language is always very difficult, um, you know, because people say, oh, those are, you know, those are oracle cards are psychic things, which means you're doing this woo-woo, and it's so wrong. It's actually really you're connecting to your higher, your higher self and higher knowledge. And, um, and, it, and it, they're good to know if you want to know something about your day, you can use them. If you want to know something about someone else, you can use them. They're very, they're very accurate. Right, because they tell you what you already know. Yeah, they tell you what you already know that you don't know you know. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. And, and they can also tell you things that you don't know because you can't know it because you're so connected to your, in, your intellectual, um, um, you know, that you, you think everything has to be mechanics. Oh, yeah, and whenever I am so um, emotionally involved in something that I can't get clarity, I will definitely go to the cards or the arts mm-hmm. runes or something that will help me to sort of get back in touch with Yeah. Them. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, you also said that everything is awareness. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Well, you know, I think we live in an aware universe. You know, when I say everything is awareness, I believe, so, so here's something that's controversial. I believe in a God force. Right, so that is an awareness that, or a consciousness, a higher consciousness that infuses every living thing, right, and that everything is aware, including plants. Right. I mean, so there's in the um, intention experiment, they uh, they did this. There was a the Lynn McTaggart's book. There was an article in there about uh, a man who was testing the lie detector tests, and he put it on a plant and and thought about. Uh, burning another plant, and, and it went wild, right, the plant did. So I think everything has awareness and everything is intelligence, and including, you know, what it, we don't know what that invisible force is between or behind the atoms. Only, you know, quantum physics is just, just it's all theories. But I really believe that we live in an aware universe that, that is constantly changing and morphing and shifting. Okay, so when we connect with something else, an object, a plant, a person, a thing, uh, uh, um, an event, we are actually tapping into some form of awareness. That's right. Yep. That's really cool. Yep, I sure believe it. Yep, that's real cool because that that tells us that we don't really have to be blind. That's right. We don't have to be blind, and we can make a choice to be blind too. Mm -hmm. The other thing, we could choose to it, and that's, that's where we have to be careful. Are we choosing to close our eyes? and be blind to something, or are we willing to be open? Yeah, and I think we do have to be able to walk into the inner terrain just a bit to even know, uh, get comfortable enough to know what is true and what's false about us. We, yep. we can't, you know, we can't just go with other people's perceptions, what do you think of me? We have to go inside and just listen for a while. That's right. And, you know, and we need to learn to do that because life is fast, 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 fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too quick. Yep. And we can use a lot of energy on the outside instead mm-hmm. of on the inside and, and, and not really know we're yep. dipping past the inside. That's right. But, but it also is true, like with your cards, that we can tap into the inside from the outside. You can use those cards yep. as certain, sort of an external cue to sort of tell you what's going on inside. Yeah, because we've created an object, right? So that a card is an object with a symbol on it, right? So that, you know, it's a language. It's like... You know, it's it's talking to you, or you're talking to yourself by choosing the cards, and you can just try them. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like the proof is in the pudding. There's evidence that says it works. Now we work backwards to find out what it is. 
you know. Well, Colette, thank you so much for being on the Authentic Living Show today. I've enjoyed talking with you. You're a lot of fun, and, and we've also uh, covered a lot of subjects here today, and I really think our listeners have benefited from that. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I'll send you a big hug. I'm sorry? I'll send you a big hug. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> You've got one back. All right. Um, and next week we're going to be talking to Camilla Change, who will be here to tell us the wonderful story of Banjo Clark, the amazing Aboriginal elder. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.